This is Trends and Issues in Instructional Design, Educational Technology, and Learning Science, hosted by Abby Brown and Tim Green. Hi, this is Tim, and I'm here with Abby. Hi, this is Abby, and I'm here with Tim. Welcome to episode 213 of our podcast, where we review the trends and issues in instructional design educational technology and learning sciences that we observed as we flip resources into our Flipboard magazine over the past two weeks. In this episode, we have four trends that we will share along with a recommended reading that goes with each of the four trends. We end the episode by peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. So Abby, start us off by talking about our four trends and sharing our recommended readings. Thank you, Tim. Yes, we do indeed have four trends, as we always do, but this time things fell out slightly differently. First of all, just as a kind of a general report on the number of articles that we uh, flipped into our Flipboard magazine these past two weeks, significantly fewer than usual, which over the grand sort of scale of time is not unusual. The, the, these kind of couple of weeks uh, right after ISTE, in the in in what is essentially summertime for those of us on the western side the the, the northern hemisphere um that um well we just don't see as many articles we don't flip as many articles because there aren't as many that are directly related based on our sort of gut instinct to um instructional design and instructional technology that's not to say that we didn't see a number of articles just that they were fewer we, we saw uh, an interesting division of some of our more regular, um, regular trends. For example, typically we'll see um, a trend that we call software and hardware, where the kind of generic software, um, not necessarily related directly to teaching um, and hardware kind of combined forms a trend. This time, we saw software as the number one trend and hardware was the number four trend. So starting there with software, number one trend, we saw articles that were directly related to software. For example, a review of PlanBoard, which is uh, planning, grading, and tracking software that's used for, for teaching. We saw a very interesting article about Google's Lens application, uh, the search tool that uses Lens. I you and I talked about this um, like a decade ago. Right. I think when when Lens first started becoming popular, it was very it's a very interesting tool, but it's really kind of come into its own in the last couple of years. This is a great article on how to get started using it and what it can be used for. Then we also saw uh, an article about best sites and apps for digital storytelling. Now, mostly with K-12, especially sort of elementary students, but really interesting compendium of, uh, of, of sites and apps that can be used for this purpose. However, our recommended read in this area is one that sort of spoke to you and me directly, Tim, as people who teach design and production on occasion. Um, six truly free online image editors for Photoshop effects, no limitations by Mihir Patkar for Make Use Of. And again, I'm going to uh, apologize for any names that I'm mispronouncing. I'm sure I'm just doing a horrible job with some of these. Uh, so my apologies for mispronouncing anything. But this was a great article. Um, 
in terms of these six online image editors. And I know as somebody who teaches production, uh, I, I think you and I both, we spend some time uh, recommending some of these tools to our students, especially if they're uh, free. The only, I, I would say the one thing that I have uh, kind of a, a caveat with this, with making this recommendation is that one of the um, uh, effects that they're they're talking about uh, an image editor is that it it allows it to strip away the watermark on a copyrighted image, which um, I got to admit I don't think that's a very good thing to be looking at. I think right. we have to respect. We can't copyright. condone that, right? No, I, we have to respect <laughs> copyright. But uh, but otherwise, I think this is really good, and even that is sort of worth seeing. I'm just not I'm just not condoning the activity right. itself. Number two. Um, network and personal security. Normally, we so, we see security and citizenship combined together. This time, it was just all about security, and we called it network and personal security because it was not necessarily physical security. It's it's the security. It's digital security. Things that are happening uh, online. Uh, for example, Firefox announced its URL tracking removal option, which they refer to as query parameter stripping which allows somebody to, uh, to, to, to search the web without um, it being all reported back to one's Facebook or any other social media group or feed. Uh, it, it's kind of, it, that's kind of great in terms of personal security. New internet regulation rules adopted by the European Union Parliament. Um, those are going to go into effect uh, later this year in a, in a couple of months, but they're, they're worth looking at. Uh, a, a very simple, very direct how-to article on how to turn off your phone's location access, regardless of the type of phone you have, um, which is important if one isn't, if one hasn't done that already, or at least taken a, a look to see who's accessing location, um, what apps are using it. This is a, a good thing to start with. Oculus and Meta Quests, those are the VR rigs, virtual reality rigs, no longer require a Facebook login. And the world cheers. Uh, the, it's, I mean, I'm joking, but it was always something that I, I kind of, I found a bit irksome that I, I had to log in with my Facebook. All right. Microsoft Edge security flaw. There's a Microsoft Edge security flaw that apparently needs immediate attention. I don't use Edge myself, um, Tim. I don't either. No, it's not a browser I use. If you are an Edge browser user, though, do check our, our um, Flipboard feed and look at this security flaw and the patch. Our recommended read in this area though, TikTok national security concerns resurface. What you need to know by Marguerite Reardon for CNET. It's a balanced article about the fact that TikTok national security concerns have resurfaced, but it goes into some detail explaining what, where some of these things are of actual concern and where they may not be as much of a concern as they see, might seem on the surface. Um, I think the reason we're recommending this article, Tim, though, is because TikTok is one of those things that people will ask us about. And so this is a, this is a good uh, uh, article to have kind of in one's pocket. And some of the facts from the article are, are helpful in terms of understanding that. If now that's our recommended read, and just for our listeners, if if you um, 
If you know enough about the security concerns for TikTok and you feel like just learning a little more about TikTok vocabulary, there's a really an interesting article that we, we that didn't quite make it to our recommended reading list um, on just what different uh, uh, letters mean in TikTok speak, so to say. So like I didn't know that AS in TikTok meant adult swim. Uh, and it refers to the interstitials, you know, the on the old, uh, well, they still do it on Adult Swim where they have just like a black screen and they just have a few bits of text. They're usually incredibly funny. And some TikTok people will also use this kind of format and they refer to it as an AS format, which, I mean, that's good to know. Good to know in terms of one's vocabulary. Back, back to our originally scheduled trends, though, Tim. Uh, number three, our third trend is online teaching and learning. This one we see with great regularity, and we actually had been missing it in the last couple of episodes and are glad to see it back. We saw strategies for engaging online learners. We saw one article, uh, Seven Things to Know About Being an Online Teacher. But our recommended read in this area is, What Have We Learned About Online Learning? by Doug Laterman for Inside Higher Ed. And this is essentially an article that um, weaves together two separate interviews with uh, Shauna Smith Jagers from Ohio State University and Jessica Rowland, director of Every Learner Everywhere. And it's a it's a it's a dense read in in and when I say dense, uh, it's one that I want to read again and again because I feel like I've gotten multiple things out of it multiple times. Um, but it's a very good read about what 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 we have learned about online learning, especially in the past couple of years during the pandemic. And the two people being interviewed are very sophisticated in their approach. And it's well worth looking at for anybody who's interested in online learning. Number three, uh, number four, sorry, fourth and final trend is hardware. We saw just a few articles, but just enough. Like I said, we didn't have that many articles this last two weeks. We saw just enough that this became an independent trend. We saw an announcement that Acer's 14-inch Chromebook is now on sale for under $250, which feels a bit miraculous. Just, right. I mean, it, just the idea really of, does. of a working laptop that's available for, for $230. Um, MacBook Air with the M2 chip is now available to order it when it became available to order July 8th. And it's not under two hundred fifty. And it's not no, it's it's not under two hundred dollars at all, but uh, it's very favorably reviewed against the uh, MacBook Pro, and so there's been a lot of buzz about it. But so it's now available for anybody interested. Our recommended read in this area, though, is I I going to say it's eye opening. Bum 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 bum. Okay, the article is Mojo Vision Details Its First Smart Contact Lens by Ryan Whitwam for Extreme Tech. And Tim, you and I were talking about this earlier, and we, we wanted to share with everyone our favorite quote from, from the article. All navigation is controlled with eye movements. So this just looks fantastic. It's, it, it, it's a great read in that it explains what the actual limitations are. To something like this there really is very little content available just yet but it's a, the the possibility for augmented reality applications mm -hmm. is astounding and yes i would love to try <laughs> this this contact lens i just think this just sounds amazing yeah it's but pretty it's, cool 
Yeah, but it's very much in, in the infancy of this kind of thing. But uh, with a few extra weeks of, of summer available to, to those of us who are living in North America, that it's this is a great read for, for just dreaming about what will be in the future. So Tim, those are our four trends, our four recommended reads, and a little extra about TikTok vocabulary. Which is so important, right? It is. <laughs> okay, now we turn our attention to peering into the crystal ball and making predictions about the trends we believe we'll observe in the upcoming two weeks. As usual, uh, some of the ones that have been around for a while on our podcast, hardware, software, security and citizenship, online teaching and learning, all of those we you know, we regularly say that we're going to uh, uh, observe those as trends and sometimes in different fashions like we did this one. Software was a, uh, was a trend and hardware was its own trend. But as we normally do, we talk about this before we get on there. We saw a couple of other things that we think might be in the future, right? Yeah, probably nothing that's really uh, out of the ordinary for us right. over the years. But we we have mentioned this before and we did see a few articles about this, but but not enough to form a trend the metaverse yes we're going to see a lot more about the metaverse and the idea of defining what the metaverse is how we think about the metaverse uh who controls various aspects of a larger metaverse type of of uh, construct so we're going to see more about that which just naturally means we're going to see more about a virtual reality and augmented right. reality um also and again, not uncommon. It just happens to be that time of year for us, getting ready for the new school year. And so for those of us who are preparing for August, September, new school years, this is the time of year where we're going to start seeing more articles about kind of preparing for that event um, with hardware, with software, with instructional strategies uh, and with learning strategies for going back to school. Well, that is what we predict we will observe in the upcoming two weeks. So thank you, Abby. Well, that brings us to the conclusion of episode 213 of our podcast. We'd like to thank our followers and viewers of our Flipboard magazine and, of course, our podcast subscribers. You can listen to past episodes of our podcast and find the links to the recommended readings that we discussed in this episode by visiting our website at trendsandissues.com. Our next episode will air on July 27th. This podcast is produced by Professor Abby Brown at East Carolina University and Professor Tim Green at California State University, Fullerton. Copyright Abby Brown and Tim Green.